Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Hi. I'm Mike Ganger Production. That's Bradley over there. You just heard Mike in the Dirt Alert. And um, boy, it was a great weekend for sports, especially here in Minnesota, right, Mike? It really was. Just a unreal day. Saturday was uh Saturday was the big day when the uh, Vikings uh, found out they're going to be taking on the uh, Colts, and uh, it was rare we get to talk about sports here on my talk. And the reason why is because this was literally the well, yeah, <laughs> you can talk about it anytime you want. This was literally the most historic comeback. It, it, it's never happened before. This was an historic comeback for the Vikings. They went into halftime, and if anyone's you know familiar with, uh, with football, there's certain no. games where just. It almost feels like quicksand. I don't know if you've watched the movie Replacements at all, but uh, mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves actually references that. There are certain games where it just feels like quicksand because the harder you fight, the worse it gets. And that's yes. exactly how the first half started for the Vikings. They had a couple of miscues, and they kept just everyone tries to do everybody else's job. Well, then it just it's the Ugh. true team sport where that just creates more issues, more fumbles, more problems. Next thing you know, it's halftime. They're down 33-0. to zero. I like how so, you put that. People are trying to do other people's jobs. Exactly. Yeah. I see. So the only reason I knew about any of this mm-hmm. was because I opened up social media and of course you couldn't, uh, yeah. you know, swipe past a tweet yeah. without seeing something. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah. And so, they were like, I'm like, oh, sports ball again. <laughs> and I don't know. Look, I tried to watch a football game once just for the record to catch you up to speed because you oh. need to know. I went to a football game. Okay. Left at the halfway point. Is that the halftime? Is that because they were it's down halftime. 33 to zero? <laughs> no. Okay. It's because there was a log splitting competition. Hmm. And I was like, where am I? And I still don't understand how this game works. So I left. So I just don't understand how it works. But even I, even I, little old non sports ball aficionado, me, okay. understood that that seems impossible to go from. Zero or thirty? What was it? Thirty-three to zero to to winning the game in overtime. And the craziest part was it wasn't even like the second half was all the Vikings. In fact, they actually scored a touchdown. Then Colts went down and kicked another field goal. And then with like three minutes left in the third, it was still a separation of twenty-seven points. Right. And then that's when twenty-two unanswered points came from the Vikings. In the end, ultimately they went to overtime, tied thirty-six apiece. And here is what happened in those next seven seconds. Greg Joseph. For the NFC North. And the kick is good. It's a winner at U.S. Bank Stadium. And the Vikings are kings in the North once again.
And that's the other thing, too. They were playing, a victory was going to lock up the division for them. Yes. So there was a lot on the line in that game. Can I ask a clarifying question? Yeah. Mike's telling us how this all went down mm-hmm. with the Vikings coming from behind yep. this weekend. That the at halftime, was it the coach who was like, we just need five touchdowns. That was actually Patrick Peterson, one of the uh, one of the defensive players. He okay. came in there and he's like, "Hey, we're on the defensive side. Give us a chance, offense, because the offense had really struggled. The, the team trying to go score the points, they'd really struggled. And obviously, the defense wasn't doing too great either. They gave up thirty three in the first half, but turnovers were a big part of that. Um, not to get too deep. Apple turnovers, um, exactly. <laughs> we, man, we need to have a sports talk segment just so we can do, <laughs> do little drops like, like that. He sounds like he knows you, what he's saying. Yeah. I have no idea That's what he was. So one of the best players on the defensive side of the Vikings came in and said, hey, guys, we're going to figure it out on this side of the ball. You just need five touchdowns. That's it. That's all we and need. Can, is, that, is that what then happened? Yes. That's then what happened. Unbelievable! The last time anything close to this happened was 1993, nearly 30 years ago. Uh, Buffalo was down 32 to zero. They came back to win the game. But that was, that was, the, that was the mark. That was the high point. And Dawn, you heard... <laughs> The this ruckus was great. Where you were this weekend? I was at Mall of America walking around, and all of a sudden, people. I was walking by um, a, just a restaurant yeah. in there, a sports bar, and it has open windows. Okay, and everyone started freaking out. Okay, like screaming, 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 and I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening with the Vikings game? Did you know like there was a Vikings yes. game going? On? So yes, you yes, kind of yes. had some idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, yep. And I thought, while well, I'm here, I might pop into Hooters or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, but I ended up just watching through this window, and it was like crazy. Everything that happened in that last quarter, the very end, and in overtime was explosive in the Mall of America. You could hear other bars from across the way. Everyone was cheering together, and it was so fun. Like, I was hugging strangers. And you're not a huge sports fan, are you? No, I'm a huge NFL fan. I just oh, you don't, are? Okay. I've kind of given, it became, I was like a fantasy football freak for a while. I worked wow. for Gatorade. Oh, that's I was right. really yeah. into it, and then I just kind of let it, Kind of like, okay. I'm not watching every game is what yeah. I'm saying, but it was great. It actually gave me the Christmas spirit because everyone was so happy. It was so beautiful. In oh, the because everybody was so like, together. Ah! everybody was together. We're we all, were all Vikings fans. Look, we're all, we're all coming together for a common I mean, goal A bunch here. of people in a bar. Yeah. Yeah, but it was also just in the mall. You could feel it. It was electric. People were yu- were running. It was fantastic. Mm. And everyone was like so happy. And then there was a great choir. You can see that on my Instagram reels. Don it dark. For the for the game? Not for the game. In the middle the lobby. Oh. Okay. So I've yeah, it was like oh, it was it's called the known MPLS choir. Okay. It's so you were at the mall just like kicking it, enjoying it. All of a sudden things go wild because of the game. Yeah. You're now in the Christmas spirit. You're <laughs> I'm like, listening oh my God, there's Christmas carolers. Choirs. Look at the big trees. Look at the shopping. And I finally caught it because I was having a hard time. Well, now I'm glad on, you have the spirit. I have the spirit now. Mike, where were you when this all went down? And uh, what was your... I was in my place getting ready for the uh, wonderful Hubbard Christmas party. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, but no, that was the spirit. Was that the talk of the party? Um, It was. It kind of was. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Did, yeah. Um, this is what I love. I always and you know like I just own it like the fact that I um have no idea like I can still appreciate it like I read about the story and it made total sense to me um however I like 
I would never have known had I not opened social media yeah. because in our family, neither of us are really into sports. So we just, but, but again, like you read about the story and you're like, it's amazing that people can, it's got to give you hope for darn near anything in the world, right? Yes. And then we had a huge ending to the world cup, Mike. Can you squeeze oh, yeah, this in, in the next couple of minutes? Just here? absolutely bizarre. Yeah. Okay. So the world cup final was also Sunday morning and that's Argentina versus France. And it was a game that Argentina dominated. They scored two goals throughout it. And really it wasn't even that close. Everyone's like, Oh, this is it. Lionel Messi's going to get the, uh, no big world cup win. It's over, whatever. Then all of a sudden France scored a goal with uh, very little time left and they scored another goal. So now all of a sudden it's two, two at this point. So mm-hmm. they go to extra time. They add about 30 minutes onto the clock, 25-ish minutes onto the clock. Argentina scores towards the latter part of that frame with about 112 on the clock, going to about 120. Right about the time they're knowing, okay, whistle's going to blow here. This game's going to be over. France, it's another goal. So that makes it 3-3. They go to penalty kicks. Ultimately, Argentina wins 4-2 on penalty kicks. But uh, just bizarre. Many people, I'm not as big of a soccer fan as uh, I am the NFL side of things. I'm more of an American sports fan where that part gets lost on me. But you you can't possibly, like, not sports ball everywhere. You cannot take, yeah, understand how huge that is, especially for the World Cup. and, And, of course, Lionel Messi there then ultimately getting that World Cup title. Fabulous. Well, I feel smarter. Yeah. And I can now uh, appreciate people's happiness when it comes to both the World Cup and the sport of football. Does this matter for like the um, Super Bowl? Yes, it does. So the win gave them the NFC North division, which means they're guaranteed one home game if they finish second in the conference and they'll get two home games for sure. And uh, yeah, we'll go. we're on our way mm-hmm. because this a happy Vikings fan means <laughs> they stay out of social media. There you go. Right. <laughs> when we come back. Oh, my God. Speaking of, well, I don't know. Should we call this like a Super Bowl of television? <laughs> right. Harry and Meghan versus William and Kate. The story continues. We've got some thoughts on Harry and Meghan on Netflix when we return right here on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. It's the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Hi. Harry and Meghan have a documentary out on Netflix, and um, it's caused a lot of uproar with the royal family, and people are loving it. And you love it or hate it because you've now. I'm like four episodes two. in. I'm four episodes in. I know you've watched the first three. Yes. I don't know about you, but I'm like, I'm loving it. Although I'm like, why am I loving this exactly? Oh. Because I, I love all things royal. So that's like the first thing. And by the way, Me too. if you guys love us, you will communicate with us. Also, I think there still might be a problem with our show emails. So if you guys aren't able to like write us an email, let us know. I don't know how, because I would tell you to write an email. See what I did there? Yeah. But um, maybe social media or something. Anyway, I was going to say you guys could let us know what you're thinking about Harry and Meghan on Netflix. Because I'm four episodes in and I am utterly transfixed. I am so beyond curious about how these two extricated themselves, kind of, from the royal family. But I also find myself just like, why? why am I so fascinated? Because ultimately... These have been two very successful people. They're going to do great things in life. Maybe that's why, because they have like triumphed in a way that nobody else has. Right. Despite the monarchy, you know, the British monarchy's, um, you know, machinations for centuries, like, you know, getting their own way and doing things behind the scenes off the record. And they're putting it in the light in a way that nobody else has. Maybe that's that's why. I don't know. Outside of Diana with her explosive interview and Charles with his. But since then, nobody has really spoken yeah. out to the public, 
public. Yeah, but like Charles was, of course, doing it in the service of his own, you know, reputation vis-a-vis his uh, eventual takeover of that institution. Yeah. Diana certainly was far more, mm, what's the word? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, she definitely spoke out in a way that nobody else had. But these two were have been successful, right? They did it sadly, on their own terms. Sadly, right. Diana died before that could happen. Um, but So she was answering questions from Martin Bashir. The difference here is that they have complete creative control over this product and how they, what they want to say. Yeah. You know, it's not like edited by anyone else. Like they have complete control. Absolutely. And I'm just like, why, why? Maybe I'm also just fascinated that some people react so strongly one way or the other to these two. Like they're either all in uh, with them, meaning like they can do no wrong. Yeah. Not to be questioned. Or that's the complete opposite. Like you see the people who are just like, they're terrible, they're horrible, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, most of the UK, for example, right? Like just are not huge fans, perhaps. And I'm so curious, like, what makes a person so either loved or despised? Because I'm over here like, well, actually, I think they're kind of a fascinating combo, right? Like, they're extremely privileged and have, you know, gotten some amazing opportunities in their life. Mm -hmm. But at the very same time, I think there's some real pain and real trauma and some real struggle and some real, in case of Meghan Markle, uh, racism and misogyny in a way that a lot of those people have never had to face before. I had a different, I changed my mind after oh, watching the okay. half of the documentary. Tell me. So I didn't hate Meghan Markle. I didn't hate them for leaving. Mm-hmm. I just was shocked at their ability to leave because I'm one of those pro-monarchy type of people. I, I, Obviously, we don't live in England. It doesn't affect us at all. It doesn't affect our taxes. But I love it, and I don't want it to go away as an institution. When you say, like, you love the monarchy, I'm and I'm curious, what does that mean to you? Like, because like you just said, it's not like you want to live under a monarchy. No, but I think something that's been going on for so long in the history of it, I don't want it to be destroyed for history's sake. You know, but all of the what it means to me and my money and how I it doesn't affect me because I don't live there. So I really don't have and I my opinion doesn't we get to matter. Be wires, yes. So wire. from the outside, I like it. Yeah. OK. I and there's some people agree. that think it it just doesn't matter and it needs to go away altogether. Sure. And I'm like, why do you hate things? Why do you hate it? <laughs> well, you know, and when I, when I, the things I'm attracted to, or at least I'm drawn to with these two, and, and I don't know if you feel the same way about your curiosity. I'm like, how does a person live inside of this creepy, dusty, archaic, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Institution that frankly has done some very horrible things oh, of um, to the world and people in the world, but even in this sort of like disnified version of the monarchy where they don't really have a lot of control and power, they still have a tremendous voice and impact on culture. Like it still has an impact on the individual members in a way that I just feel like I think I would want to try to escape and break free. Yeah. Now that I've seen the documentary, I'm like, it legitimately is. I have to save like she wants to be him to protect her. You know, she, her family structure has broken down since she, she can no longer trust her father. And, you know, part of something that Harry said was because of my marriage with her, she no longer has a father. And it's so hard for me to deal with that because of this thing. Yeah. Now she doesn't have a father Yeah. and she wants to be protected from this. And he feels like it's his job. When it was the British tabloids that drove a wedge between Megan and her father. And I know people are like, what? Trust me. You know, and, and he did those things, right? Like her father did sold things that were stories. were absolutely reprehensible as a parent, sold his own stories. I don't know why that happened, but and he's responsible for that, but that would not have happened but for the the monarchy. Yes. It's not to say they wouldn't have maybe had a strained relationship at some point in life. Right. But you wouldn't have had the sister coming out of nowhere who by the way the steps uh, half half sister, yeah, half sister who she had no relationship with. No. Prior. She saw her twice in her life. But basically said that she and Megan were raised together. Yeah, that she she helped to raise Megan for 12 years, she said. Yeah. And it's a complete lie. Megan's so, like, I don't even know her birth date. Although, did you not find fascinating? We're talking about Harry and Meghan, the documentary. And these aren't spoilers per se, but like we're not giving anything away. I didn't know that she had a relationship with Samantha Markle's daughter. Yeah, I found that fascinating. Whoa. And that in the documentary, you get to hear her side. Her biological mother is just like doing all these things. And so the reason why, so she couldn't go to the wedding because of Samantha, yeah, the biological daughter. mother who so, wasn't, she didn't raise her, you know, for whatever reason we don't know, but that gives credence to their claims. Yeah. And I love that that is being exposed about these people who chose to do this, by the way, in greed. But I still think I have a lot of questions for Megan. Like you still like you didn't invite this woman that you had the relationship with. You treated her like a sister. Like that had to be a terribly difficult decision. They Do you told not? Her she couldn't. I know, but do, does she regret that? You know, mm. like so. I just I I, I think I, so. I want to go and have coffee with all of these people. I'm sorry, coffee. Yeah, tea. Well, they can drink tea, but I'm not drinking tea. It gives me a stomach ache. Oh. Do you like tea? <laughs> Yeah, I drink it all the time. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. I can't. I like herbal tea. Okay, yeah. but I can't no. do like black tea or any kind of uh, regular Caffeine tea. No tea. Give yeah, I herbal tea. All the tannins. Yeah, it's not good for my stomach. Okay. Are you going to watch the rest? I am. I was going to this weekend, and it just didn't. You know, I watched movies and you know some things. A new show we're going to talk about coming up. Yeah, we did watch some TV, uh, but when we come back, you're actually going to give us some beauty tips from Joan Crawford. (laughs) Beauty tips from Joan Crawford, some other celebrities, and I'm going to tell you how they got little kids to cry 
way back in the day oh, in no. the golden age. Oh, God, yes. I bet it's not good. Um, Right. Yeah, it's not the best. Spoiler alert. All yeah. right. Dawn's going to fill us in when we go to the back lot <laughs> in the next segment here on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. And don't forget, we're listening, so send us comments. If you're liking the new show on our uh, email or Twitter, I think you can email us individually. Mm-hmm. So do that for the time being. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. But when we come back, like I said, Dawn's got all the latest from the back lots of the golden age of Hollywood right here on My Talk 107.1. My Talk 107.1, Everything Entertainment. It's the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, a Mike Anger production. And we have this segment here that we are going to talk about old Hollywood, and it's called The Backlot. Hey, here's The Backlot. That's, oh, it doesn't say, that? like, we're on The Backlot? <laughs> yeah, we, we're Just like, uh, yeah. So anyway, um... I've got some beauty tips from old Hollywood that I'd like to share with you today. Oh, these will be good, I'm sure. Interspersed Lots with... Lots of pancake makeup. Interspersed with ways they used to make kids cry. Okay? What? To get them to cry what back in the day. What are you talking about? Well, it's just a part of, you know, what happens. Some things are good and some things are bad. You have to just realize. <laughs> now, so, like, the bad. beauty tips are not good either, let me just say. So, Joan Crawford was so concerned with maintaining her beauty that she had her back teeth removed to okay. help accentuate right. her cheekbones. You guys, this I'm is serious. absurd. She did. She had her back teeth removed, and she said, I did it when I was 23. It's called the buckle. When you remove the back teeth, your cheeks curve in at a more elegant angle. My agent told me if I wanted to work past 25, I should invest in a set of cheekbones. So you can't catch the their oh she goes, you can't catch their eye if you can't catch the light. So I did the buckle. It was not uncommon. Why? Well This is ludicrous. I, like so when people go, you know, like, oh, I miss the olden days, you know. Oh Joan Crawford was taking out her back teeth in order yes. to survive in a grueling world of Hollywood lies and chicanery. At twenty like yeah, no, this three. is. I feel like all Hollywood stars back then had dentures, essentially. By the oh, time they were 30, they had, you know, a full set up and yeah. upper and lower. Probably. Because, you know, dental care wasn't what it is today. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't all have the luxury of Dakota Dental and their premier <laughs> dental implant specialists. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I'm sure they rotted out their teeth with all the drugs they used to pump into them, too. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. The meth to keep them awake. All right. Also, Marlene. Okay, so Dietrich. so far you're saying that our our, our beauty tips for today are remove, remove your back, your back teeth. teeth. Okay. Marlene Dietrich had her top molars removed for the same reasons. Uh. <laughs> Here's another fun. Anything thing to that do. doesn't require Novocaine exactly. for painkillers. All right. Um, this is um, when child actors misbehaved on the set. They were occasionally sent to quote the black box. Oh, my God. And um, they were forced to sit on an actual block of ice as punishment. This is a beauty tip? (laughs) No. We're interspersing, remember? I'm going to give you a beauty tip. A beauty tip? And then um, a child actor story. Oh, this was for child actors? Child actors. you got to go to the black box. And inside there was a big block of ice. And you have to sit on it until you learn to do your lines and behave. Why? 
And um, Shirley Temple talked about it, and she said, as far as I can tell, the black box did not did no lasting damage to my psyche. Yeah. So she's like, it's fine. Okay, so, well, again, that's uh, generational trauma. So yeah, it's generational trauma, yes. Like minimizing the things that happened to you. Yeah. You would never in a million years ever want anybody in your life to go through that, but okay. I started looking into, um, back to Joan Crawford. I'm going to give you another beauty tip. I love Joan Crawford. I mean, she was terribly problematic and by many accounts, a horrible person. Yeah. But but her career was... Mildred Pierce. Oh my gosh, yes. One of her movies that I love. In an autobiography, My Way of Life, okay, she wrote about her beauty routines. I kind of started going into a deep dive about the things that she said to do. and... Um, well, something that she used to do, she used to do a lot of face masks, but she also used to soak her eyes in boric acid. No, why? She said, while the mask is working, place pads soaked in witch hazel and boric acid over your eyelids and put on your favorite music. (laughs) (laughs) Putting boric acid on your eyeballs? How could she see? Well, I guess it's like a real good chemical peel made them real shiny and beautiful. Like, <coughs> like you're, it's your eyelids, so it's not going into her eyeballs. But what if? It oh yeah, no, because it's. There? I mean, it's literally your eyelid is like the thinnest piece of skin on your body. It's right, so it's definitely soaking in. Like, what's her eyesight like? Who knows? Well, there's a reason she was apparently a horrible mother because she was, you know. Yeah. Poisoning herself slowly with boric to try, acid to try to stay young at twenty five. It well again, yeah. For twenty five, back in you know the golden age of Hollywood right. was like the retirement home. Exactly, that's what her agent said. He said, "You better take out those or molars, you, those back teeth, or if you're you not going to the buckle." Yeah, Audrey Hepburn. 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 Did you get your <laughs> back teeth her, taken out? That was hers. That was her cousin, Audrey Hepburn. She felt pressured to maintain her signature doe-eyed look, which was achieved, which was achieved by putting on mascara and then painstakingly separate each eyelash with a safety pin. So they're going in and just like what non-clumping like. Well, and back in the day, they didn't probably have non-clumping. No, 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 no. And it's not waterproof. So, you know, they had to do coat after coat and then separate them. It's I like, will say on film, she is one of the most oh, just stunningly gorgeous human beautiful. beings. Right. But who wants to sit there like, cut! Okay, separate your eyelashes. <laughs> yeah, you're clumping over there. Oh clump, God. clump. Jackie Cooper, the, the child star, the little boy, couldn't make himself cry while filming a particular scene in a movie called Skippy. So the director threatened to have his dog killed if he couldn't <gasps> produce tears. Oh my God, that's horrible. Yeah, it's Why really bad. Like, this? listen, if you don't cry. No, don't do that. We're going to kill your dog. Can you imagine? No. I mean, the union didn't exist. You wouldn't do that to an adult in 2023. You certainly shouldn't be doing it to a child. Oh my gosh. Well, some of the things that some of these directors did to make people cry. Just adult women in the last twenty years has been terrible. Yeah, screaming in their face. Well, yeah, and, all and also that sexually assaulting them. Yeah, that's kind of scary. Sure. No, I'm just saying that. Yeah. Like, at least, at least you have a system in place, especially when it comes to child actors. I mean, it's not that this has removed all of the you know just disgustingness in Hollywood, yeah. 
but certainly it gives children, you know, the, the way children are treated today versus how they were treated then. That's right. Yes, we've made progress. Okay, this one isn't really a beauty tip, but if you see it from the studio's point of view, it is. Um, <laughs> morality clauses were added to studio contracts that made female actors uh, to stay unmarried in order to prevent stars from destroying their value through scandal. Okay. It's a tale as old as time. Just so meet Amy you Robach can't be married. Holmes. You can't be married. Sorry, that doesn't well, work. Well, that for was us. that was like you know flight attendants, right? Like until the seventies, right? Yes, yes. Or probably beyond. Yeah, I mean, even my um, I, I know somebody who was a flight attendant way back in the day. Yeah, and she secretly got married, and then they found out, yeah. and she was going to be fired. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So no, absolutely. That was that was the yeah, law of the land. Like, uh, whatever. Women couldn't have their own credit card until about the nineteen seventies. I know, without a man being on that with them. Okay, okay so these are beauty tips and beauty- horrible things we used to do to children in Hollywood. Yes. So going back to Joan Crawford, she wants you to treat your neck like your face, which I've heard for years. Okay. Treat your neck like your face. Do not just do you know. She wants you to know that in your beauty routine, don't forget, treat your neck just like your face. Yeah. Like you should be moisturizing. You should be exfoliating this thing because it's the first thing to show signs of aging. Your decolletage. Your decolletage. So she wants you to always, what she does to take off her makeup is two rounds of petroleum jelly. Okay. I do like a good petroleum jelly. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And then this is her stage makeup. Then she would take an oatmeal, old-fashioned mixture of oatmeal, warm water, and honey, blend it into a paste. I would eat that for breakfast. And put it on her face oh. to, to remove, and also some crushed almonds in there to exfoliate. This sounds really tasty. And also on your neck. Like, okay. you need to do that to your neck, So you girl. could make this, like, fun time with your partner, yeah. spread it on your face, and have them eat it up. That's right. Just leave out the boric breakfast. acid on your eyes. Just <laughs> this sounds so that. bizarre. Oh Where did gosh. you find this stuff? Um, well, I found it in uh, a BuzzFeed article. Actually, I can link it up for you. Link it up. And, um, you know, she also wants to remind you that I love how she constantly mentions your husband in here. Like that. Ladies. Like, listen, you might want to put moisturize at night, but that's not a good idea because all it's going to do is get all of that cream on your husband's pajamas. Cuz what do you Cuz you're cuddling up to your husband. Oh, sure. Like don't ruin this for your husband. She keeps I was going to say you should probably and I'm like or girlfriend, right, Joan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would think though, isn't the whole thing you're not supposed to like you're supposed to keep in your makeup all night, right? Like you don't want your husband to know what you oh, look like without makeup on. You know what? That's good. She did not you're supposed to get up an hour before your husband. Yeah, I no, reapply her makeup. That, that she absolutely oh has. Her God. husband has never seen her it's without terrible. makeup. It's terrifying. I know, I know. Do you want another kid crying or? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just drop that one. Why? Oh God. How about a little story about asbestos? <laughs> they used to use it for snow. Oh, I'm like, what are you talking about? Asbestos. In the 20s and They used 30s, to use asbestos. They used asbestos. Gypsum, isn't that? Yeah, to get off the illusion of snow. It was used later on for other purposes. 
Steve McQueen got very sick later in life from asbestos-related conditions. That makes me think of the Tin Man. Remember, they put him in all that silver makeup and mm-hmm. it ended up being toxic. Yeah. And the snow in the poppy field is definitely asbestos falling oh, from the sky there. Great. And oh they did God. it over and over and over again. It's a wonder that anyone survived the 40s. It's true, and it's all for us. And the glamorousness of all of it, the glamour. Well, here's the thing. When we come back, mm. you're going to get... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Your chance to ask a real live celebrity <gasps> yes. if they've ever been forced to cry on set <laughs> or inhale asbestos. <laughs> Because our very own friend of the program, it's true, he's been on the show before, Jeff Timmons is going to be talking to us about an appearance he's about to make at Mystic Lake for a boy band Christmas. We'll ask him all about that and plenty more when we return right here on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. One everything entertainment, the adventures of Bradley and Dawn, and uh, Mike Anker is producing. It's great. We just gave you some tips on beauty that we hope you use no, zero. Oh, thank you. And we don't want you to punish your kids in the way that they did in old Hollywood. Exactly. Yes. That's but. horrible and shan't be repeated. Yes. Yes. Favorite holiday movie that you have? What's your favorite holiday movie? Uh, it's Rudolph. Is it? Oh, yeah. about have to watch it every year. Yep, absolutely. Very cute. Okay. Well, maybe we can ask Jeff Timmons from 98 Degrees, our guest here, what his favorite holiday movie is. Hi, Jeff. Hi, how are you? I think I, I heard what you guys were talking about. I think Christmas Vacation is my is my personal favorite. Oh, perfect. That's yeah. a classic for sure. So, Jeff, you're going to be in uh, the Twin Cities for a boy band Christmas at Mystic Lake coming up Wednesday. Uh, tell us about the show. It's good to hear your voice. Oh, likewise. Thank you guys for having me on. I really, really appreciate of course. it. And Oh, man, we've been having a blast with this tour. Didn't quite know what to expect. Originally, it was supposed to be a tour for 98 Degrees. Yeah. And, you know, Nick couldn't do it because his wife is filming a TV show in Hawaii. So, you know, we kind of took off of what we did last year. We had, like, there was a, a, a special called a very boy band holiday mm. that ABC ran. And we had such a blast. We're like, why don't we call a couple of our friends, Ryan Cabrera, Jamie from all for one, Eric from Motown, you know, and go out on the road and see what we can do with this thing. And, and, and honestly, it's been a, an amazing experience and their response has been incredible. That is so cool. So are you performing songs together or is it just like, uh, you know, we've got 98 degrees, you three come out and then, uh, we have some solo performances. Are you getting together with Ryan and Eric and Jamie and all well, singing yeah, together? Yeah, well, that's a great question. I mean, I, it, it's kind of a mix of everything. I mean, we thought it would, it might be a little bit of fun if we could sing each other's hits. Oh, so fun. Of course, oh. you're going to get all the hits from all the songs, but you're going to get a take of, you know, Eric singing on one of my songs or oh, me cool. on one of his. So it's been totally cool. The fans have loved it. 
you know, look, back in the day, you know, the, all the boy band fans used to be super territorial with yes. their with their favorite bands, right? So we were like, oh, they're going to get mad. But they seem to love it. We have so much fun. And it's an honor to get up on stage and perform these guys' songs. But we're, you know, honestly, we're fans of each other. I mean, I, I, I know it sounds kind of corny, but, you know, All or Nothing's an amazing song. And I swear, and, and all these great tunes, it's really cool to get up and, and do them together. Yeah, I would imagine like, you know, you guys have been around long enough now that you, you know, maybe a little bit of the ego you can set aside to like enjoy each other's company on stage. And I bet the audience is just eating it up. They're eating it up. And honestly, like, I mean, look, I I know people kind of had the perception that it was competitive back in the day. But, we were, you know, look, this business is so hard, as you as you both know. And and, you know, there are these high highs and low lows. So. We always had a, a tremendous amount of respect for all the other groups and, and admiration of, for them, and it's sort of a fraternity. So for us to get up and perform together and, and to share that with the audience, and especially at the holidays, uh, it's been a blast, man. I um, remember back in the day that for me, you're, the way you guys, you weren't competitive. Like You guys were out there saying, we love everybody. That's from what I remember. Like, oh, these guys are like, hey, there's room for everybody in this music business, and we're not here to compete with anyone. So I felt like you guys were the ones who kind of squashed all of that, and you were like, hey, we're just out here to make good music, from what I remember. Well, I love that you remember that. Yes. I mean, because that's what, you know, people were always trying to say, well, are you know, what do you think about the Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? And I'm like, I think they're awesome. <laughs> you know, yeah, we, you would. We, always were, we were always like huge fans of, you know, these guys that you know sell records all over the world and out, sell out arenas. And to be com- compared to them or mentioned in the same breath for us, I mean, you know, we're Midwest guys, Ohio guys. So, I mean, <laughs> right. we, uh, we, we were always humbled by the experience and, and success that we had and, and appreciative of it. And so... You know that was never the case uh, for us. I'm glad you remember that because we were we were kind of making it a point to say, hey, you, you know, did. look, you you can have 50 uh, pop groups and boy bands or whatever you want to call them, as long as you put out good stuff and and experience success and people like the music. Who, I mean, who really cares, right? That's so right. Yeah. That's that that was always our mentality and our philosophy. Yes. If you guys sure. are just joining us, we're talking to Jeff Timmons from 98 Degrees, of course, and uh, a boy band Christmas, which is right over at Mystic Lake. It's on uh, the 21st, which is, of course, already Wednesday. I can't believe it's already oh my the 21st this Wednesday. Get tickets He's, now, guys. Yes, you got to make sure you get tickets now. But, um, Jeff, you've been here before. I know uh, you're familiar with uh, the Twin Cities. But are you familiar with the Twin Cities when it's below zero? I mean, you guys, <laughs> I, you can I, we, heat things we've been up. there. I mean, look, I, I brought, I remember bringing men of the strip yes. there. And they'll review there during, like, subarctic temperatures. <laughs> and, you know, these guys with rippling muscles were dying in the cold, right? They had no body fat. So, no, no, I'm definitely familiar with it, for sure. But I love the Twin Cities. I mean, you know, Minneapolis has always been great. You know, uh, and and we've always had fun, and and people always turn out for us in droves. Mystic Lake's an amazing casino, and we're excited to get back there and kind of wind that. That's the last U.S. date for us. I mean, oh. we've only got three left. It's flown by, and what a better place! Uh, to, there's no better place to do it. 
That is awesome. And people can get tickets. You can go to a boyboundchristmas.com or Mystic Lakes website and find those for Wednesday. I have a question for you that's a little, it's not anything that's going to make you uncomfortable. But let's just say that you didn't get into music. Is there any other profession that you dreamed of doing or you have an interest in that that outside of music you could see yourself doing? That's a good question. Well, you know, look, I was studying psychology and, you know, I don't know if I would say I was studying it. It was my major, but, um, you know, I was, I was always fascinated with that. And, uh, you know, now so many years later, I can't imagine doing anything else. You know what I mean? It's been a part of my life for most of my life now, my adult life. So I can't imagine it, but yeah, you know, I went into it saying, yeah, I'm going to be a psychologist or, you know, thought about doing the, doing, uh, being a lawyer or something like that. But, I don't know. It just kind of took a different direction for <laughs> when, me. When did you start singing? Can you remember the first time you were like, wow, I really want to do this? Was it four years old? Was it 12? Was it? You know, it's weird because I've been performing my whole life. And it's it, I, I come from a really small town in Ohio that's really football oriented and was always pulled into the arts and, you know, oh. wanted to play football and didn't think it was cool. And so I've been doing it since I was a little kid. I think, it, you know, I probably started like, fifth grade or something like that and and had been following ever since but it it just uh it's something that's been been i've been blessed to have it in my life and and been a great experience for me yeah that's fat i mean i you know i you go back to psychology i feel like you could probably write a book on psychology after you know the experiences you've had touring and being in this business and working with other people like i imagine you've learned a lot about life well, yeah, I mean, I think it's something that you can't, you, you would never be able to read it out of a book and, and digest it with, you know, in a, in a class or something like that. I mean, traveling the world, meeting all these different unique people, having the fortunate experience to, to, you know, be around different cultures and things of that nature. I mean, there, there, there really isn't a class for that. And so I guess, I guess they call it the university of life and, Pleased yeah. and, and thankful I've got a chance to experience that. Absolutely. And they can, you know, hear your book, see it live on stage at a boy band Christmas on Wednesday at Mystic Lake. So if you guys haven't gotten tickets and you want to see Jeff and all of the other performers, get your tickets now. We'll post links on our show. Jeff, thank you so thank much you, for being with us again. I really appreciate you, you both. Thank you so much. Thank Happy you. holidays to you. Bye. Happy holidays to you. It's good to hear your voice. Bye, thank you. Jeff Timmons, of course, from A Boy Band Christmas. Like I said, we'll put those links on our show page at mytalk1071.com. Go see him. We'll be right back.